from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. All right. So guys, we've been off for the past two weeks. Uh, the first week was because of the 4th of July. The second week was because we, well, I, I say we, but really I had imbibed too much of our own product. <laughs> uh, we, we dove too deep into our own supply, folks, and <laughs> I apologize for that. So, uh, yep. So instead of uh, over two weeks, you're going to get a magic double episode today. We're going to... A super episode. Yep, a super episode. Uh, so really, you know, when we screw up, you guys win. Because mm-hmm. you, you get a two for one. Well, kind of, I guess. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to... You get a no for one last yep. week. Yep, so we're doing the, uh, what do we call it? The Ebony and Ivory... Yes. Uh, IPA episode. Yep. All right. So we're going to be talking about... Uh, specialty IPA, black and white today. Uh, but before we get into that, Rick, what have you been doing beer-related lately? Oh, nothing, I guess. Yeah, I haven't really... Bottled your stout yet? No. Nope. I mean, the one that's sitting right over yeah. there. <laughs> it's here. It's oh. here. It's getting closer. Yeah. Um, no, I really haven't done much of anything. I, I didn't go out and try any new beers... Lately, just kind of, I don't know, summer gets busy. Yeah, it does. It does. So. Um, let's see, what did I do beer-related lately? Uh, I don't know, I went down to Swinging Bridge for a uh, couple, tried their uh, milkshake IPA. I don't know how I feel about adding lactose sugar uh, to an IPA to give it, like, that that milky Was it flavor. okay? You know, it was fine. I'm just, I, I'm torn. Yeah. Like, I, it was. it felt, like, thick, like yeah. milkshakey, you know? Right. And it's just... It's not. It's not something I, I enjoy in my IPA. So it's probably just one of those things where it's just not for me. Yeah. But um, the flavor was good. The flavor was good. Uh, then, uh, Pitchfork has started doing uh, what they called their regular series. So we've had uh, the first. They they released the second one today at two. I don't know if I'll get down there to try it today. But last week they did. Uh, I think it was last week or it was the week before. I think it was the week before. Uh, it was a lot. It was their cream ale. With lime and uh, pomegranate, pomegranate and lime, That's and it was real, uh, real like it, it was really good. It like it was a perfect summer beer because you know it had like that citrus bite with a little bit of fruit character. And yeah, it was really good. Interesting. Really enjoyed that. But yeah, other than that, been brewing. Uh, Got to get bottling and kegging soon, uh, real soon, because. <laughs> We got more beer coming down the pipeline. We've been making a dent. Uh, there's a, there's a, totally a space for a box there because Carlos has been chugging oh, yeah. sours like nobody's business. <laughs> We've got room for one case. I know, right? Good thing we only have like seven cases coming. So yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, all right. And we're tasting. Uh, the first thing we're going to do here is we're going to dive right into tasting one of our uh, one of our beers. I should probably bring up Brew Toad here so I can have the recipe. I always forget that every time. And you never remind me, Rick. You have one job. One job. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, do better. Okay? Well, I wish I could help you. But I'm not very good at you things. You actually can help me. I'm not that's, very good at things, That's what though. we're talking about. But I'm not very good at things. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll get better at them. 
You get better at them, then I wouldn't have to help you. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to be tasting our Belgian Dark Strong Ale. Uh, just as a uh, reminder, uh, the, the malt bill at this one was 15 pounds of Pilsner, uh, Belgian Pilsner, two pounds of Caramunic Belgian, uh, two pounds of Aromatic, and one pound of uh, Amber uh, Belgian Candy Sugar. Uh, we used two ounces of Styrian Goldings at 60 minutes. Uh, and we fermented with Belgian strong ale yeast, our Y yeast 1388. Um, it had an OG of 11.05 and finished out at 10.25. Um, what did that bring so us to? So 10.5% ABV. Oof, right. Okay. So. Uh, We've made a number of mistakes today, maybe. We've made. You didn't look at the ABV on the black ale. No, well, you poured it. So? <laughs> Still. I assumed you checked it, and then you told me to put it in the pint glasses. Okay, yeah, there were a few mistakes, okay? <laughs> a few mistakes. All right. Overall impression of this beer, a dark, complex, very strong Belgian ale with a delicious blend of malt richness, uh, dark fruit flavors, and spicy elements. So the aroma on this, we're looking for a complex aroma with a rich, sweet, malty presence, significant esters and alcohol, and an optional optional light to moderate spiciness the malt is rich and strong and can have a deep bready toasty quality often with a deep caramel complexity the fruity esters are strong to moderately low and can contain raisin plum dried cherry fig or prune notes spicy phenols may be present but usually have a peppery quality uh not clove like light vanilla is possible alcohols are soft spicy perfumey and or rose like and are low to moderate in intensity Hops are not usually present, but have a very low spicy floral or herbal, herbal hop aroma is acceptable. No roast or dark malt aroma. Mm. So you've been smelling this. What are you, what are you getting? Well, I'm I have getting... I to take a whiff. I like those fruits, the dark fruits. For sure. Yeah, I get raisin and plum. Yeah. And then the spicy phenols. I get the, uh, the, the perfumey rose-like... Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it's, there's definitely some floral action in there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Ooh. Yeah. That, but no clove. No clove. They don't have. They don't want that. Shouldn't um, be clovey. Picking up some malt sweetness. Yeah. There's it's a very sweet sweetness. smelling beer. Yeah. With uh, with some floral and fruit. Yeah. Where did we end up on the on the FG? Uh, ten twenty five. Oh. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. All right, so the appearance. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, so aroma, yay or nay? I think we hit it. We can, I, I did all too. those categories. All right, uh, appearance. We're looking for a deep amber to deep coppery brown in color. Uh, dark in this context implies more deeply colored than golden. Huge, dense, moussey, persistent cream to light tan colored head. Can be clear to somewhat hazy. Well, we're somewhat hazy, but we have the head. Yeah, we had definitely had the head. Yeah. Um, I we got that. We have like a dark copper color. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, appearance. It, we pretty much hit the description. I think so. All right. That's another. Right. There's another check in the in the Woo! box there. All right. So flavor uh, similar. The important part. The important part. Similar to aroma. Um, same malt ester, phenol, alcohol, and hop comments apply to flavor as well. Moderately malty, rich on the palate, which can have a sweet impression. <laughs> If bitterness is low, usually moderately dry to dry finish, although maybe may be up to moderately sweet. Medium low to moderate bitterness. Alcohol provides some of the balance to the malt. Generally multi-rich balance, but can be fairly even uh, with bitterness. The complex and varied flavors should blend smoothly and harmoniously. The finish should not be heavy or syrupy. 
Yeah. Have you tasted it? No, I haven't tasted oh, okay. it. I, have you tasted it? No, I've been talking. Oh, I thought we were tasting it together. Oh, All right. Hmm. Um, what is that? It's like a. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> What is that flavor? Like I get, I like I'm picking up some sort of like, like almost like a toffee. Mmm, mmm. You know what? Is that butterscotch? I think it might be. We may have an off flavor here. It's in. Well, I'm tasting the fruit. Yep. And the spice. There's definitely those. But it's not like a slick butterscotch. Like no. So it's not okay. I don't so know. Maybe if it's not. butterscotch. No, it's no. not. What is that? Yeah, because I get I get uh, plum and raisin. Yep. Yeah, plum for sure. A little bit of apricot. Yeah, there's a little apricot. But what else is there? What is that? There's some caramel oh. in it. Might be. It. Hmm. I honestly have no idea what that is. I don't know how to place that. Yeah. It doesn't taste bad. No. It doesn't taste off. No, it works well with whatever what with everything else in there, but I don't know what it is. It's some sort of mm. almost like a like <clears throat> a cookie. Like Yeah. Kinda like Biscoff. Biscoff. Maybe you haven't had that. I have not had Biscoff. What is Biscoff? It's an English cookie. How do you spell Biscoff? B-I-S-C-O-F-F. Oh, I believe. Biscoff. Um, it's kind of caramelized sugarish. Okay. Well, it could be definitely some like almost like a burnt sugar. Could Cause be. Because we did put a we put a po- whole pound of actual sugar in the in the boil. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a little bit of caramelized sugar yeah. flavor. Um, like. The alcohol is not overpowering. I was expecting this to be real boozy, and I can yeah. barely taste the booze. It's well covered by, by the flavor. And yeah, yeah, it's like there's not really any alcohol heat. Maybe mm-hmm. a little warming. No, there's there's a little warming, but that's about it. Man, what is that? I don't know. Flavor wise, though, what do you think? Did we hit it? I think we did, but I'm not sure what that is. What that other thing is, but. We've got all the other flavors, and it doesn't taste bad. Mm-hmm. So whatever else that is in there doesn't, it doesn't detract. It, it doesn't taste like a fermentation flaw. No, it doesn't taste like it's not supposed to be there. If I bought this at a brewery, I'd be like, oh, that's that tastes like a good beer. It tastes good. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm trying to place it. Well, it tastes good for a Belgian. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so yay on the flavor, sure, or in the middle, eh, on the flavor. We didn't, we didn't miss Let's it. Give but we it didn't like a soft it. yes. Okay, soft yes on the flavor. Like it, it. We got the sideways in there. Though. Something's in there that we're not sure about, but it's yep. not a no. Yep. All right. So mouthfeel: high carbonation, but not sharp. Smooth, but noticeable alcohol warmth. Uh, body can range from medium light to medium full and creamy. Most are medium bodied. Well, definitely high carbonation. We. Uh, slightly overcarb this one. Yeah. 
It's a little overcarved, but... Uh, but, I mean, once it sits in the glass for a little bit, it's... The mouthfeel is appropriate. Yep. Uh, smooth, but noticeable alcohol warmth. Yeah, it's there, but mm-hmm. you ignore it almost immediately because yeah. it's it's not sharp. Uh, medium body, I would say. I think so. I don't want to pour more. And no, I don't. More. It's, <laughs> it's, it's heavy. Too much booze. All right, so overall, yay or nay? I think yeah. I think we hit it. I think so, too. All right, another success in the cap. Woo! We are a success story. Sex Success story in the making. You almost said sex story. We are a sex story <laughs> in the making. <laughs> oh, yay. No, that was when we were camping. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Was I awake? No. <laughs> <laughs> Figure that would be just too, too hard. All right, uh, so uh, we are we're now going to dive into our black and white IPAs. First one we're going to do is the black IPA, because we have that one poured. We weren't able to find one of the listed commercial examples, uh, which are 21st Amendment Back in Black, Deschutes Hop and Dark uh, CDA, uh, Rogue's Dad's, Dad's Little Helper, uh, Southern Tier uh, Iniquity, uh, and Widmer Pitch Black. Instead, uh, listener uh, Kevin... Uh, hooked us up with Into the Black uh, from Bank Brewing Company, uh, which is a brewery I don't think I've had anything of. They're Where from, they from? Uh, Hendricks, Minnesota. Hmm. I wonder if Where's local- Hendricks? That is a ridiculously good question. <laughs> Not entirely sure. Got to grab a quick pick for this. All right. Okay. So let's dive right into the style guideline here. Okay. Um, black. I've got it pulled up. You want me to start? Yeah, if you want to. Uh, Overall impression. A beer with the dryness, hot forward balance, and flavor characteristics of an American IPA, only darker in color, but without strongly roasted or burnt flavors. The flavor or of darker malts is gentle and supportive, not a major flavor component. Drinkability is a key characteristic. All right. Uh, aroma. We're looking at a moderate to high hop aroma, often with a stone fruit, tropical, citrusy, resinous, piney, berry, or melon character. If dry hopped, can have an additional floral, herbal, or grassy aroma, uh, although this is not required. Low to uh, moderate dark malt aroma, which can optionally include light chocolate, coffee, or toast notes. Some clean or lightly caramelly malt sweetness uh, may be found in the background. Fruitiness, either from esters or from hops, may also be detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. Um, Smelling the commercial example here. Definitely piney with uh, with coffee. Yeah, we're pretty, like it's pretty high hop aroma. Mm Mm-hmm. Not picking up any stone fruit. No, I, I honestly, all I'm getting is yeah, like the piney, piney floral mm-hmm. uh, and like a, like a dark chocolate or coffee. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Appearance. Color ranges from dark brown to black should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. If opaque, should not be murky. Good headstand with light tan to tan color should persist. Well, we've got light tan head. It's got good uh, retention. It is black. 
Yeah, it's black. Just straight up black. It's black. It's black as black. It's blacker than black gets, man. Yeah, man, it is. It's dark as night. All right. Uh, flavor. Uh, medium low to high hop flavor with tropical stone fruit, melon, citrusy, pear, berry, piney or resinous aspects. Medium to high uh, to very high hop bitterness, although dark malts may contribute to the perceived bitterness. The base malt flavor is generally clean uh, and of low to medium intensity and can optionally have low caramel or toffee flavors. Dark malt flavors are low to medium low. Uh, restrained, restrained chocolate or coffee flavors may be present, but the roasted notes should not be intense, ashy, or burnt, and should not clash with the hops. Low to moderate fruitiness from yeast or hops is acceptable but not required. Dry to slightly off-dry finish, the finish may include a light roast character that contributes to the perceived dryness, although this is not required. The bitterness may linger into the aftertaste but should not be harsh. Sh- some clean alcohol flavor uh, can be noted in stronger versions. Hmm. Well, this is definitely on the stronger version side. Mm-hmm. So still piney resinous. <clears throat> Did you try it yet? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm still getting that piney hot flavor. I've, uh, I'm getting a big chocolate note mixed with... Uh, yeah, with, I, with pine, like uh, like a resiny pine it note. It tastes good, but I feel like this has too much like of the dark malt flavor it has a lot of it i think it has more than what they're going for in the guidelines here i think so i can agree with that because it's everything should be like medium and it's that. like yeah it's pretty it's it's hard to tell if this is an overhopped stout or a black ipa I can see that, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a little chewy on the mouth. Feel. Yeah, and it's not very dry. It's good. I like it. Yeah. And it doesn't taste like a stout, but it tastes, it's lighter than that, but I think I think this commercial example doesn't fit into what they would call a perfect I'll example agree with of that. the style. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's good. Yeah, no, it's and good. usually I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of black IPAs. At least initially, I've been slowly yeah. coming around on them. If you get too much of that uh, that roast character, I feel like it clashes. Uh, but this, like, it, it's more chocolate than roast, and yeah. so that kind of brings up some of those those floral piney notes. Yeah. Well, and here it says the dark malt flavors are low to medium low, and I think we definitely don't have that in this beer. Mm-hmm. I think this is at least medium high. So, our- yeah, but you don't you don't have the uh, the dark uh, astringency with it. No, it's like they use like deep bittered, yeah, uh, malts. Yeah, it's not astringent, but it's definitely a. It's more of the dark malt flavor mm-hmm. than what they want. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, no, I. We, I it agree. also wasn't in our examples, so. We're not going to bash them. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, mouthfeel. Smooth, medium light to medium bodied mouthfeel without significant hop or especially roasted malt derived astringency. Dry hop versions may be a bit resiny. Medium carbonation. A bit of creaminess may be present, but is not required. 
Some smooth alcohol warming can and should be sensed in stronger, but not all versions. Yeah, we've got some alcohol warming. Yep. Well, at 10%. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, comments. Uh, most examples are standard strength. Uh, strong examples can sometimes seem like big hoppy porters if made too extreme, which hurts their drinkability. The hops and malt can combine to produce interesting interactions. I can see that. This definitely drinks like a big porter. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, history. A variation of the American IPA style first commercially produced by Greg Noonan. Noonan. As Black Watch IPA around 1990, popularized in the Pacific Northwest and Southern California of the U.S. starting in the early mid-2000s. This style is sometimes known as Cascadian Dark Ale, mainly in the Pacific Northwest. So I've never heard of that. Yeah, so Cascadian Dark Ale, uh, it's, it's kind of like the Northeast IPA craze. Like, uh, right now, like, they, they're calling it, like, Vermont IPA and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's what they called the Black IPA when they didn't have, when, when they wanted to put a fancy name to it. Ah. So half the country, or, well, like, so, like, three-quarters of the country was like, yeah, we're going to call it Black IPA. And then because some people were black. like, yeah, and it's an IPA. <laughs> and then some people were like, actually, it's a Kaskinian Dark Ale. <laughs> because it was it originated in the Cascade Mountains region, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I think you should mm, pay attention to that. So I it, there there's a there's a hint of pretension that comes with calling it a Cascadian dark ale. Well, then we'll call it a Cascadian dark ale because we're pretentious. Yeah, we're still gonna call it a black IPA because yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> that that name sounds dumb. Right? <laughs> ah. All right. Characteristic ingredients. Debittered roast malts for color and some <clears throat> flavor without harshness and burnt qualities. American or New World hop varieties that don't clash with roasted malts. Hop characteristics are cited as typical of those of these types of hops. Uh, others other characteristics are possible particularly if derived from newer uh, varietals. Style comparison. Balance an overall impression of an American double IPA with a restrained roast malt, restrained roast similar to type found in Schwarz beers. Schwartz. Schwartz? Schwarz? Your Schwartz, Schwarz. is as big as mine. Mm. Not as roasty, burnt as American stouts and porters, and with less body and increased smoothness and drinkability. Man, you really just like emphasis on that burnt. Yeah, I as no, it's fine. I was having trouble reading that. All right, uh, I'm gonna have you go through the vital stats while I start to create the recipe okay. here. So our vital stats: IBUs of 50 to 90, an SRM of 25 to 40, an OG of 1050 to 1085, a final gravity of 1010 to 1018, and an ABV of 5.5 to 9.0. So we have we've got some pretty good ranges on most of this stuff. Thing I'm happiest about is our SRM range is pretty hard or pretty large, because that seems to be <clears throat> pretty small in a lot of them, and yeah, admittedly fairly insignificant when it, if you hit everything else. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, all right, but it's so. nice to hit every number, right? 
so good to hit every number. Uh, I'm but trying. Our to, smallest is our our final gravity. Is what uh, <laughs> what uh, recipe did we use? Uh, debittered black malt in. I just want to see how we imp- what the, what it was called in brew toad. Uh, that was something we just did to give it color. Yeah. Was that in the ESC? Tropical Stout? It or is might... that in the, uh, the port? I'm I can't remember ESC. what it was in. <laughs> it was. It was the, yeah, we used Carafa 3. And I think that would be perfect in this. Okay. Because uh, you don't, because that, that Tropical Stout does not have any of that bitterness. No. God, do we still have any of that? Yeah, we do, man. Oh, I'm going to have one of those. After the show. And then not drive anywhere. For a while. <laughs> Alright, um, so right now I have two row, Carafa three. Um, I feel like we need like a crystal or something in there to provide a little bit of complexity. What do you think? Because all of our color is going to be coming from that Carafa three. Yeah, I think let's do it. Let's what? do like a crystal. Like a light crystal? Like a light crystal? All right, I don't so know, like, like a, a 30? Okay. Crystal 30. Uh, you give us go. a little bit more... Um, more depth. Yeah, depth on the flavor profile. All right. So uh, what kind of OG are we hitting? Are we shooting for? We are looking for 1050 to 1085. We got a big range. Yeah, we do. If we can't fall in there, we're pretty dumb. How's... All right. This it's it's a little weird. Uh, oh, well, what kind of SRM are we looking for? Twenty-five to forty. Perfect. All right. So looking at these fermentables, uh, I'm thinking ten pounds US two row, pretty standard. Yep. Um, and then <clears throat> one pound of Carafa three, and one pound of Crystal thirty. I wonder what happens if I move that down to eight. Uh, well. Uh, so if I put this at 10, that gives us an OG of 1061. If I move it down to 8 pounds of US 2 row, so we just have a 10 pound grist total, we get 1051 for our OG. Okay, well, both of those are still within range, but yeah. we're one, one away. True, so should we go with the 10 and have a little bit of higher ABV? What if you did 9? Uh, nine gives us ten fifty six. I do like ten fifty six. It's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> yeasts. It's one of my favorite OGs. Well, uh, yeah, let's stick let's with do that. It. We're gonna yeah. do nine pounds of two row then. Because then if we fall a little short, it won't be a big right. deal either. So with the hops, what kind of flavors do you think would go well with that? Like that that coffee chocolate note from the Carafa. I don't know. The piney flavors are working pretty well in this. Yeah. I like a lot. Do we want like? Do we want to stick with piney, or do we want to try like something like, uh, do like a mango, tropical fruit, maybe a melon? Like, I'm just I'm bouncing around a little bit, just just trying to see. I'd like to stick with the piney. Piney, okay. I think this works really well with the flavors, even though this isn't a great commercial example. I think that the chocolatey flavor <clears throat> works really well with the. Like the piney hops. So like a mix of like Cascade and Centennial? I think that sounds like a good plan. All right. I think that would work Um. Great. So what kind of IBUs are we shooting for? We are shooting for 50 to 90. Okay. So if we do two ounces of Centennial at 60 minutes, that gives us a 74. 
and then um, do one ounce of Cascade at 30. That gives us 92. Okay, so not that. What about just at flame out? What if we don't do a 30-minute? Yeah. That should work, right? Or maybe we do 15-minute, and that gives us 86 IBUs. I like flame out better. <laughs> All right. Um, so the question is, yeah, so oh, we should probably do two ounces of Cascade at flame out. Okay. Do we want to do a dry hop edition or no? I don't think this beer would benefit from dry hopping. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think we should just stick to the base style because it said it can be dry hopped, but I think let's just go with no dry hop. I want American Ale 1056. I mean, we're shooting for a 1056 OG. We're going to use 1056 yeast, God damn it! Absolutely. All right, so... Looking at this, we have uh, what? What kind of FG are we shooting for? Uh, ten ten to ten eighteen. All right, boom. <laughs> Ready for this? OG ten fifty six, FG ten fourteen, nice. IBU seventy four, SRM thirty nine, five percent ABV. Five? Yeah. Ooh, that's a little low. It is. Because we we're supposed to be five point five to nine point oh. All right. Boom, fixed it. What'd you do? Bumped you just hit two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I added another pound of two row in. Oh, okay. Brought it back up to 10, so that gives us 6%. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, so we're not doing a 1056 OG. No, we're not. We're doing a Which 1061 is... OG. That's fine. All right, ready for the final recipe? Yes. Drum roll, please. All right. Uh, 10 pounds of two row, uh, one pound of Carafa three, one pound of crystal 30. Uh, then hops, we're doing two ounces of centennial at 60 minutes, two ounces of cascade at flame out, fermenting with Y yeast 1056 American ale yeast, the best yeast ever created. <laughs> and that is our black IPA recipe. Whoop, whoop. I'm looking forward to this double brew of black and white IPAs, same day. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, it's just fun like they're. Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Ebony we got to play the song while we're brewing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, White IPA is, if you scroll down, right? Down? Yeah, down. You should see it on there. Um, hang on. I'm having trouble. Yeah. <clears throat> scroll two, two PDF pages down, and it's on the right, uh, starts there on the right I column. Found it. Yep. Yep. Perfect. So, we don't have a commercial example for this. Commercial? You know what, man? I've had two 10% beers. You're just, you're lucky that I'm still coherent. We don't have a commercial example. We, we don't got a commercial example over here, but <laughs> what we do got, is we got some words to say. Yep, we can talk about it. We probably don't need another beer right now. No, we do not. Uh, so we're being responsible. Someone didn't check the ABV on the black. Yeah, Rick, why didn't you check that? <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. All right. Overall impression, we're looking at a fruity, spicy, refreshing version of an American IPA, but with a lighter color, less body, and featuring either the distinctive and or spice additions typical of Belgian wit beer. The aroma should be a moderate fruity esters. Not a. Um, <laughs> uh, moderate fruity esters. Banana. Hmm. Oh, yes, banana. banana. We can have Banana. Uh, banana, citrus, perhaps apricot, perhaps. 
Um, may have light to moderate spice aromas such as coriander or pepper from actual spice additions mm-hmm. and or Belgian yeast. Hop aroma is moderately low to medium, usually American or New World type with stone fruit, citrus, and tropical aromas. Esters and spices may reduce hop aroma perception. Light clove-like phenolics may be present. All right, appearance. Pale to deep golden color, <clears throat> typically hazy. Moderate to large, dense white head that persists. Uh, flavor. Uh, light malt flavor, perhaps a bit bready. Fruity esters are moderate to high with citrus flavors similar to grapefruit and orange or stone fruit like apricot. Sometimes banana-like flavors are present. Hop flavor is medium low to medium high with citrusy or fruity aspects. Some spicy clove-like flavors from Belgian yeast may be present. Coriander and orange peel flavors may be found as well. Bitterness is high, which leads to a moderately dry finish. Moderately dry, refreshing finish. It's got to be refreshing. It has to be refreshing. It's got to uh, be. Mouthfeel, medium light body with medium to medium high carbonation. Typically no astringency. Although highly spiced examples may exhibit a light astringency, which is not distracting. Righteous. Um, so... Comments, uh, craft beer interpretation of American IPA crossed with a wit beer. What makes sense yep. based on what they've yeah. been describing. A history of American craft brewers developed this style as a late winter spring seasonal beer to appear to, uh, to appear, to appeal to wit and IPA drinkers alike. Everybody love it. Yay! <laughs> uh, characteristic ingredients include pale and wheat malts, Belgian yeast, citrusy American type hops. Uh, style comparison, similar to a Belgian wit style, except highly hopped to the <clears> level <throat> of an American IPA. Bitter and hoppy like the IPA, but fruity and spicy and light like the wit. Typically, the hop aroma and flavor are not as prominent as in an American IPA. Right on. And now we go over vital statistics. Vital statistics. IBUs should be 40 to 70. SRM of 5 to 8. We got a narrow range on that again. Yep. Uh, the OG, 1056 to 1065. Final gravity, 1010 to 1016. And an ABV of 5.5 to 7.0. Perfect. Yes. All right. So, uh, we pre-created this recipe last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, I, w- I was looking at it, and it's actually a really solid recipe that I'm pretty happy with. <laughs> uh, which is surprising. Uh you know, knowing my state last week. <laughs> uh, so it looks like we have six pounds of U.S. two-row uh, and five pounds of white wheat U.S., um, which gives us an OG of 1059, which okay. is within range. Yep. Uh, hops, we're looking at an ounce of uh, citra at 60 minutes and then an ounce of citra at flame out, which it looks like that might be low on the IB, or IBU range. What kind of IBUs are we looking for? What, what did it give you? Oh, uh, 46. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Yep. Because 40 to 70 is. All right. Well, actually, for. no, that gives us 70. I read that. Or no, wait. 70? What? Hang on. No. Yep, 46. Okay. I have, the bl- <laughs> I have the black IPA and the white IPA ones open. Oh, okay. And so, like, I, I tabbed over to the wrong one. <laughs> How did you read 46 out of 70? <laughs> I, I did not know, but I was, <laughs> I was so going to throw myself under the bus immediately. I was so lost. Yep. All right. Yep. 46. 46 IBUs. Okay. Well, that's so, good. Yep. We're in the range. Uh, yeah. No. And SRM's five. So that's good. There we go. 
uh, ABV 6.3. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then we're going to ferment Fallen with right Belgian ale yeast. So that should give us our Belgian character. Right. I think I think that's solid, <clears throat> right? I think it's a good recipe. We're falling in all the numbers. Well, and Brewtoad's right. yelling at me, saying this recipe does not conform to the uh, American IPA style. So, well, that's perfect. Good because we don't need it to. Yeah, Brewtoad. <laughs> Damn it, Brewtoad! <laughs> Get your act together. <laughs> Jeez, Brewtoad. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's good, right? Do they not have a white IPA like? Mm-mm. Division? No. They need to get their shit together. Yeah, Brutoad's a little... BJCP, Brutoad's a little behind. Just a little behind. All right. Um, I think that brings us to the end of our show, unless you have anything you want to add. I don't think so. Gotten over everything. All right. All right, guys. Uh, make sure you tune in next week when we're talking about American Pale Ale. Uh, really excited for that episode. One of my favorite styles of beer. Actually, one of everybody's favorite styles of beer. Let's be completely honest here. There's something just... Awesome about it, a good a nice, American pale ale. Just a nice pale ale. Yep. You know? All right. Uh, if you want to uh, help us out, either directly or indirectly, head on over to patreon.com slash studios, become a patron today. Or if you're doing Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of uh, our homepage at blindestudios.com. Do your Amazon shopping as normal, and Amazon gives us a bit of a kickback uh, for sending you to Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.